Hello, and welcome to The Kink Perspective. My name's Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On today's show, I want to talk about something that's a little bit more of an emotionally charged topic. Um, it's one that kind of affects all of us. It can affect men, it can affect women, everybody in between. And this is when we get to the uncomfortable subject of cord cutting. And what do I mean by cord cutting? I am talking about when we're letting go of an ex. And it doesn't really matter if you're in a BDSM relationship or in a vanilla relationship. This is a topic that really <clears throat> kind of resonates with all of us. I know I've had my fair share of toxic partners, one that was for years, and it was terrible, over a decade, um, really toxic. And, and it was hard to let go because people weaponize words to kind of trap you in these relationships. And somehow, at the end of the day, a lot of the fault we feel ends up lying with us, and we end up apologizing all the time. But once we build up enough courage to leave, it becomes more and more difficult for us to let go of them because we want to sit there and remember all the things that we've been conditioned to remember about them. So let's kind of just dive right into this and, and really kind of start unpacking this all. First, I want to explore what actually is cord cutting, especially in the context of relationships, right? So this involves really the release of emotional attachments and these energetic connections we have with an ex-partner. It's a process that allows us to move forward, heal, and experience growth. Now, these connections, regardless of the relationship dynamics, can have serious and a profound impact on our emotional well-being. And that literally bears repeating. These types of relationships really and severely for some, especially with some of my clients, really impact them in an emotional way. And it becomes so difficult that they don't really understand that a dependency has formed, even on an unconscious level, that functioning without these types of people becomes detrimental. Not necessarily because they are unhealthy, but they were in an unhealthy relationship that fostered this environment. Now, in the BDSM lifestyle, the concept of cord cutting can take on a unique significance, right? Especially when we start talking about power dynamics and the attention intense emotional connections that often exist within the realm of our relationships and this can make it making this can make it hard to let go and definitely makes and adds another level of complexity to letting go whether that person be a submissive or a dominant or somewhere in between i suppose so i really want to dive into how these dynamics intertwine and how communication and consent and negotiation become crucial to these aspects when navigating the processes of letting go. And one thing if you haven't noticed that I tend to talk about a lot on my show is I, I talk about consent, I talk about negotiation, I talk about communication. These things don't just cover when we are going to play or if we're going to have sex or we're going to go out in public or we're going to demonstrations. These need to start covering the aspects of our emotional and mental health when we are entering dynamics. Because a lot of the times when I'm sitting with my clients who have long been inside of dynamics, it becomes one of the issues that 
people often neglect to think about. We don't think about how we're going to feel once we're, if a relationship ends, because we often don't want to go into a relationship thinking, oh, well, if this relationship ends, then what happens? Because then we might be living, setting ourselves up to fail. I like to think of it is we're preparing ourselves in, in case of or in spite of. Because we don't often think about, you know, if we're training somebody to do something or we're constantly looking forward to someone and we are let down and we, this has a profound emotional impact on us, what's going to happen to us next? And that really becomes one of the bigger problems that we tend to face and not really contemplate. So let's really start getting into this topic here of, you know, letting go of somebody specifically within the lifestyle context. Let's understand these challenges and how unique they are, especially when they're faced by people day in and day out within the community that we all reside in. In the world of kink, emotional attachments for many of us can sometimes intertwine with power dynamics and the intricacies of BDSM relationships. It's important to recognize that letting go of an ex in the BDSM context may involve navigating the nuances of power exchange and exploring the emotional impact of those dynamics and their lo the longevity of those effects once that partner leaves us or once that relationship ends. And it adds another layer of complexity if the relationship becomes unhealthy and we're wrestling with internalized emotions of whether or not the person wasn't good for us, but, you know, my God, you know, now I've, I'm seeing him in photos and he looks really good or, you know, she's off doing demos and um, she's looking really beautiful and she's changed her hair color. Often when we see our exes out and they tend to start looking better because one of the things they want to do to get over somebody else is start to work on their own selves. They internalize what's happened and they start wanting to fix themselves to make themselves better, feel better so they're not wallowing in their own pity. In the meantime, while we are, regardless of whether or not that we, the relationship is healthy or not, we haven't really begun to fix ourselves and we're seeing them and their transformation. And then this has a profound impact on us. Now, when power dynamics are the central aspect of the relationship, severing these connections can be particularly challenging. Now, I'm going to discuss these potential conflicts and these emotional struggles that may arise during the process of cord cutting. All right. And I'm also going to explore how individuals can find this balance and embrace their kinky identities and move forward after the breakup, as well as the importance of seeking support, not only from the community and family and friends, but even professional help along and during this journey, because it's not easy. When we're in a moment where we're confused and lost and hurt, sometimes we don't know who to turn to. And sometimes our friends don't have all the answers. Sometimes we have to start wrestling with the fact that we need to deal with the f feelings we're sitting with. And we need to understand how to start letting go starts with us. Now, <clears throat> some of the essential aspects here of healing and growth after a breakup 
both within the lifestyle and non-lifestyle relationships, they center on the form of self-care, self-reflection, support, validating ourselves. These all play vital roles during this process. And for those of us that are within the lifestyle, engaging in some activities, whether they're BDSM or just community-oriented specifically, even exploring some new kinks can offer a path to healing and personal growth. It does allow us a moment in time to start transitioning away from some of the memories that we seem to be trapped by or the emotions we are trapped by that we can't move, that are hindering us from moving forward. The process of healing after a breakup involves more than just letting go of an ex. It involves rediscovering ourselves, nurturing our own well-being. We have to understand that there are various types of self-care practices that can aid in our healing journey. We have to engage in self-reflection exercises. We potentially have to go to therapy or counseling. There's nothing wrong with mental health. We need to start getting over the stigma of that. And connecting with supportive communities that can foster new ideas and new pathways for us to start enjoying our lives again without the person that the, the relationship ended with. We have to learn the importance of giving yourself permission to heal and go grow and feel free from the judgment or societal expectations because you're no longer with that person, that you're not worth something. You are worth something. You are valid. You don't need to stand by anyone to feel whole. And I've talked a lot about this lately, that if we're entering relationships to figure out who we are, the relationship is already doomed from the beginning. A relationship isn't going to help you figure you out. You have to know who you are before you go into it. This is a common mistake we tend to see and do when we're in high school or we're in our early 20s and we're we're on the dating scene. Pardon me. And we don't really recognize the people that are in our lives. Sometimes they're healthy for us and sometimes they're bad and we're making all sorts of mistakes left, right, and center. And, you know, then we grow up and we eventually start figuring things out. Now that I've kind of explored a little bit of the emotional side of the cord cutting and discussed a little bit of the healing process and growth, we really need to start understanding some of these practical tools and strategy that can assist us in this process. Journaling, energy work, like hitting the, going to the gym, going for a run, going for a walk, engaging in activities with the community, spending more time with family and friends or with people you may have disconnected from. Now, why journaling, even for guys, and yes, you guys need to be out there doing it, this can provide a space for you to process your emotions. You can reflect on the relationship itself. You can gain clarity. You can understand your own personal needs moving forward. And I know a lot of men, you will sit and you're going to hear this and you're going to kind of shake your head at it. Don't. If you don't like writing, do a vlog. Put it up on a Google Drive where you can go and come back after a couple of weeks or a week or a day and re-watch what you were saying and watch your own emotions. When I talk about stuff like energy work, <clears throat> I'm not just talking meditation 
or yoga, I really am talking about going running, going swimming, expending this stored energy that you have that's kind of just building inside of you because you were used to being active and now you're not. Expend it elsewhere. Go volunteer your time, right? Help individuals clear their emotional residue. And this in turn can help foster this personal growth because you're now restoring your own energetic balance to yourself and providing a service to somebody else who needs it. When I talk about seeking therapy or counseling or other professional guidance and support along the way, there's no stigma to that. I see a lot of men. I see a lot of men that, that are in my therapeutic practice. And first, it's learning to come to grips with, with what feelings are. And when they're struggling with, an, with a breakup and how it's affecting them. <clears throat> and let me tell you guys, you're not alone when you think it hurts and you, you don't understand how to process these feelings where there's just anger and happiness. There's more to it. There's sadness and there's loss. There's missing someone. A day doesn't go by with my partner in my life where I don't reach out at some point in the day and go, God, I just miss you. After nine years, I still miss my partner every day. But I'm not going to tell you that my relationship has been easy. We've had our own issues, but we've had to work hard along the way. We've put a lot of work and emotional effort into the relationship to still keep the same passion and drive going today that we did when we met. And there's a lot of work that was went in on my end, and there's nothing wrong with that. We have to just, I don't want to segue too much. I don't want to get off track just talking about relationships when I'm talking about letting go of one that's ended and letting go of a partner. In a BDSM context, engaging in these activities as well, going back into the community, maybe, you know, you were with your partner and you have always had a proclivity towards rope. God knows I don't, but uh, no shame against you rope people. But your partner never wanted to engage, and that was fine because you two engaged in other activities. But this provides a new opportunity and a catalyst and a powerful tool for a catharsis, self-discovery, and reclaiming your personal ag agency by engaging in maybe some rope demonstrations or going down to the, your local community dungeon or whatever that's doing things. And putting on demonstrations for you to get involved. Because this is a solid way that aids in the journey of your cord cutting and promoting your own emotional well-being. By putting yourself first again. By not neglecting your, no your needs. And that's what the important stuff is. We tend to think about all these things and we tend not to understand all of these things. And we're, we're looking for these solutions along the way. What are we going to do today? And how am I going to feel? You know, I'm never going to get over them. They, these were the light of my life. And, you know, I miss everything and I can smell their... Then wash your pillows. Because you're not going to allow your space... The relationship ended for a reason. More than likely the relationship ended because something happened and transpired in the relationship to bring it to a close. More than likely, more often than not, it ended on an unhealthy note. 
I'm not saying every relationship ends that way, but I don't know of any number below. I'm going to be generous here and just say 80% of all relationships that end don't end amicably. They end badly. Because for the most part, then relationships don't end. I don't tend to see relationships or people or couples who are coming to me and go, ah, well, yeah, um, Joan doesn't make me eggs anymore. And yeah, you know, you're right, Greg, I don't. Um, how about we just call it quits? Oh, okay. And, and we, we just, they just bounce. It doesn't seem to work that way. We tend to get frustrated along with the little things. And maybe Greg is a dick and is like, you know, hey, you don't do this shit for me anymore. I'm out of here. And while Joan gets upset a little bit <clears throat> and she misses the connection and the safety and the security of, of Greg being around, right? This is a fictitious couple, by the way. Just figured I'd say that. But misses him being around and is willing to, to go back to a severely subservient rule, subsuming her own emotions just to placate Greg so he'll feel better and be there because she's missing his presence, but it's not going to work because the damage of the relationship is already is already done. So now Joan's got to really start working on herself on what healthy dynamics look like, what she wants out of a relationship, even if it's in a BDSM context, how she can present and articulate how she feels in a healthy manner and have that reciprocated. And guys, this goes for you too. Women don't get to co-opt and own the space solely. They don't own the land on emotions. If you're not talking about how you're feeling to your partners, they're never going to know. And if something does go bad, then you need to start talking about it with people. There's nothing wrong with you if you do. And lately I've been talking about men's emotions and people seem to think that, you know, I don't know. I don't really understand what the perception of talking about men's emotions and stuff are. Like men don't have feelings. We have feelings. I'm pretty freaking emotional. Got emotional today because somebody wrote something. I'm not going to go off on a tangent about that. Anyway, but we do. We, we feel. We feel pain. We feel love. I feel loss. We understand these things. So for you guys out there that listen, and I know about 34% of my audience is men. Don't neglect how you feel, especially when a relationship has ended, and then take it out on your next relationship. Because by the way, we all do that. That's why they end up becoming rebounds. And let me tell you, sometimes those rebounds are really good people, and we hurt them because we haven't emotionally processed, and we haven't emotionally let go of the person that came before. I'm not just talking about going out and doing a hit it and quit it one night. That's different, right? You're just talking about getting needs met. And I also don't really recommend that either. But I am talking about you get involved with, within weeks of, of somebody meeting somebody else just so you can, you're not comfortable feeling alone. You're missing this other person and you just want to feel some sort of embrace from somebody else. You're going to hurt them. And now there's multiple people damaged along the way from one relationship because you haven't taken the time to heal and let go. I know it can be hard. I've been there. I've spent days of my life crying and pining over somebody that was toxic and terrible. But you let go. You realize that some days that everything you were willing to sacrifice wasn't worth it. You were giving up a part of yourself that 
takes away from who you were at your core, what was attractive about you in the first place. Don't do that. Don't degradate your own value and your own self-worth for anyone else. You are worth it. And letting go is a hard process, but you can get there. I know this is a lot to think about. This is quite emotional. Even for me, there's parts of this that I'm talking about today and they really resonate for me. But, you know, it wasn't easy for me to get over mine. But we, we do it. We do it one day at a time and we move forward. And I'm, I'm not just talking about turn and don't take your emotions and then turn them into anger. That's another part of this process we have to be careful for because often then we get angry with what's going on in our lives and then we lash out and then we start lashing out at others. We have to learn to control and center how we feel. So I know there's a, there's a lot. This is, a, this is kind of a big topic. I'd really like to hear what people think about what I'm saying today. Um, if you do follow me on Spotify, um, I please ask you to rate my show five stars. That way other people can find it. Um, I will mention my book. I do have a book out, but right now I'm going into revision two. There's some edits that definitely need to be done. Um, so Tangled Desires is available for sale, but if you just wait, I'm going to revise it, lower the price. Um, but those are kind of my plugs for that. Anyway, let me know what you think about this topic in the comments section that I'll put up and put the post up on social media um, and really kind of think about this introspectively if you're kind of going through this process right now. Until next time, everybody, be safe and stay kingly.